Welcome to the Masculinist Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Wren. To keep up with all the content and subscribe to my flagship newsletter, please visit themasculinist.com. And now for today's episode. Hello, this is Aaron, and welcome back to the podcast. This is a little unusual for me in that I'm actually recording the podcast a week before it's going to go out. I usually record this uh, a day before it's scheduled to, to be released, uh, which maybe is cutting it a little bit close. I, I know a lot of other podcasters like to have things queued up, sometimes weeks in advance. I just did a podcast with someone a few weeks ago, and I'm still waiting for it to be posted. And, you know, that's probably a better way to do it, uh, uh, maybe, than, uh, than what I'm doing. But I've had pretty good luck just keeping up with doing it the day before. And I do have an archive of ideas. But anyhow, since I'm going to be traveling next week, uh, I'm not going to be able to easily record a podcast, so I decided to go ahead and do it in advance. And maybe this will be a little bit of a short one. And uh, maybe somewhat ironically, given the subject of this, I was inspired by the news. <laughs> uh, and that is the uh, Atlanta shooting of the, of the spa and all the outrage that ha- has been pr- producing and everybody's commentating on it and it's going crazy. And... It reminded me that I've had on my list for a while the idea of doing a podcast about how we need to be careful not to have our lives overly dominated by the news cycle. So, of course, now you get you get the irony of me saying that as I'm commenting on the news cycle. I don't think there's anything wrong with um, paying attention to the news. I love newspapers. I've always loved newspapers. You know, I, I always, uh, you know, way back in 2006, I was working about a week a month in London. And I loved, not only did I love being able to go over there, but I loved it because there's so many papers in the UK. And I would just go get a stack of newspapers that I could sit in a coffee shop for a couple, a couple hours and just read the newspaper. I've always loved reading newspapers. Unfortunately, you know, the newspapers have been in big decline. Uh, you know, they're no longer pleasant to hold. Even the broadsheets aren't very broad. And unfortunately, the newspapers that are still out there are basically unreadable. I mean, only the Wall Street Journal and the Financial Times uh, are, are the business papers are really still readable. Everything else is, has become propaganda, uh, unfortunately. Uh, so it's, 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 it's hurting me because I love it. But it, it, this really uh, was one of the things that uh, I did not like to hear when I read the work on Nassim Taleb, when you read Anti-Fragile, and he complains that you shouldn't read the news because information in the news is basically worthless and you shouldn't be setting, you know, setting your agenda or wasting a lot of time on the news cycle. You're sort of getting wound up about nothing. And uh, in fact, my my wife is, is not a Taleb fan, but she sort of took this to heart a little bit and that she actually reads the New York Times, a, a Sunday paper that we get in hard copy a week late. And so that way all the actual you know, news articles that are in there are, are obsolete and she can skip them and just read the interesting features and essays or something. She says she's actually enjoying it more, reading it a week later. And so maybe it'd be something if you waited a month, it might even be better. And I think the key is, you know, certainly it's been this way for a long time uh, since we've had this 24-7 saturated media coverage, but certainly with uh, Donald Trump uh, getting elected, uh, the outrage of the day has just become the all-consuming driver of what people are talking about on Twitter and elsewhere. And there's nothing wrong with with paying attention to that. There's nothing wrong with engaging in the fray. Uh, but too often, you know, we, we lose track of the long term and what we're really doing 
uh, as our own project? What are we working on? What are our long-term goals? Where do we need to be focusing in order to make that happen? And so a lot of times, you know, I actually, um, you know, stuff comes out and people send it to me and they're like, hey, Aaron, can you react to this? Do you have any thoughts on this? And, and I always welcome that. So if you if you ever feel like you want to, to, to write to me and say, hey, Aaron, um, you know, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? I, I'd love to receive that because that does put things on my radar. And some of the stuff I actually do read and look at, like, oh, I've never seen that before. So please keep it coming. But sometimes I just am not able to do it. It just doesn't come up to the level where, um, you know, I, I really have time to to engage with it. And uh, I mean, I can't tell you how many people reached out to me, for example, and asked what I thought of the book Jesus and John Wayne, uh, which just came out. Uh, and you, you can Google if you want to find out more. And you know, I haven't read it. And to be honest, I don't plan to read it. You know, I've got a very long list of books on my wish list that gets longer every day. And I just think to myself, yes, it is sort of on topic for what I do. So it would be worth, you know, it would be worth reading. But, you know, I've got things that I'm working towards, uh, a lot of research that I'm doing, a lot of things that I'm working on, you know, an agenda I'm trying to promote. And I don't want to turn away from that necessarily just in order to fight with people. Or, you know, I'm not saying I would even necessarily fight with it. I, mean, I really don't even know what it says. So I think a lot of times what we see is that so much of this debate within the religious world, and that applies to Catholicism, uh, you know, it applies to evangelicalism, is is about fighting over the debates of the day. And there, again, there's nothing wrong with, with getting in the fray, but I think very often we can let these various outrages, various things that are happening in the news cycle, things pop up, and they divert us from the place that we need to be doing. And I think it's particularly the case that the news media can do this. Um, there's an old saying about the media. The, you know, the media can't tell you what to think, but they can tell you what to think about, right? That's what I mean by setting your agenda, because whatever you're paying attention to is elevated in importance in our mind. It's, it's a well-known psychological uh, principle. Robert Cialdini, who... Uh, he wrote the book Influence, uh, which was sort of, he's sort of known as the godfather of persuasion. It's that's a must read, by the way. Um, and I think it's actually in his this follow up uh, book that he wrote uh, a couple of years ago called Persuasion. He talked about a study that had been done of um, uh, of sort of like uh, attractiveness. And so uh, what happened was these men were shown profiles. Uh, the, of women or pictures of women, they're like, well, let's rate the rate them to see how attractive they are, and then they ask the women to do the same thing. And sometimes the women knew how the men had rated them. Sometimes the women did not know how the men had rated them. So it was one of these things where you know there, there was sort of some some, some of the experiment was in you know what happens, and you know the the uh, instructors found that women were more likely to rate you know men as attractive. When not when the men rated them most attractive or least attractive, but when they did not know what the men had actually rated them, this lack of knowledge actually made them make the man more attractive. And I believe what Cialdini said was what happened was because they didn't know, they started wondering, hey, what does this what does this guy think about me? What does he really what how did he rate me? 
And the mere act of focusing on this person made him seem more important and more and more attractive than otherwise would have happened. So when you're spending your time focusing on an issue or a point, the mere act of focusing on that not only potentially takes your time away from other things, but it's going to make you think that the thing you're spending your time on is actually way more important uh, than you otherwise would have been. The mere act of paying attention to something causes us to see it as very important. And I think that's, we all see that in our lives. Some news article happens, we start reading about it, we get caught up in the cable news, we get caught up in the tweets, we get caught up talking with our friends about it, and the next thing you know, that's the most important thing going on in the country, right, in our minds right now, and, you know, we're, we're getting driven by it, and we end up losing the long term. So the media is setting our agenda in very important ways because it tells us what things we should be caring about. And that's why we have to be cautious about the media that we consume. And again, you know, I'm as guilty of this as anybody. Again, I I love to read newspapers. I love to be on Twitter and see these things. And uh, I got to be careful. Am I getting distracted or am I altering what I'm doing not in response to information that I'm receiving, but in response to essentially the editorial prompts of the people running these publications who've put items on my agenda that I might not have otherwise thought about. And so I certainly think it's it's uh, important to be uh, you know uh, paying attention to what's going on in the world. I do think there's a place for, call it reactivity, in a sense, the masculinist has a reactive nature to it in that I was, you know, very un- unhappy with, you know, what I saw as a lot of the teachings that were coming out of these uh, uh, Christian uh, teachers on men's and women's issues. I'm like, that's just not right. So I need to go set it right. And sometimes you will see by name, I'll, I'll say, I'm responding to what this person is saying. But I hope that you see, uh, and one reason I said that I'm going to keep talking about um you know, a lot of times people don't like necessarily all the stuff I write about. Here's some stuff about finances. Here's some stuff about posture. Here's some stuff about, uh, you know, uh, you know, eye contact. Those things don't resonate as much with other people. And, you know, maybe it's my insight is less there. Certainly I'm, I'm not as adept at that as I am at, say, cultural analysis. Um, but they, they don't resonate as much with people. But one reason I continue to, uh, to, to put that stuff out there strategically is for me is very important that I be not just in a fully reactive mode. I don't just want to be out there critiquing people, criticizing people. I want to make sure that people see that I have a positive agenda to build up as well. So one of the things I have to do is make sure that I'm strategically and self-consciously thinking, okay, how do I roll out things that are going to be practical and useful to people in that? And I think one of the things you'll also notice is most of the masculinist issues are not driven by current events. Um, you know, they're driven by, you know, other considerations as I'm thinking through my list of ideas, and I do have a list of ideas out there. Um, you know, I don't want my agenda, again, to be set by what's happening in the world. Again, to some extent, that's that's natural, that's going to happen, but when it takes to too much of an extent, then you lose focus, and essentially, this is what it means to be driven here and there by the waves. Uh, I talked about it before in the masculinist around missional integrity, being able to keep yourself on mission 
and not deform when the pressure comes in. Sometimes the pressure isn't pressure to change your mind, per se, about something or, or to make a compromise on doctrine. Sometimes the pressure is just the pressure of the news cycle saying, oh, pay attention to this, pay attention to that, pay attention to this, be outraged about that, get in the fray over there. And you do that too much, and next thing you know, you have completely lost sight of you know, all of what you're trying to be working on. What, what are your long-term goals? What is your mission in life? What are you working towards? And if you lose track of that, um, you, you know, that then you're sort of spinning your wheels and you're just being carried along with the currents and that's not what we want to do. So I would just say we all in this world uh, like to get involved in the latest um, uh, controversies du jour, but let's be careful about, hey, let's write it down. What are the things we want to be working on over the long term? What are the things that are really important to us that we need to be focused on? Maybe around our family, maybe around building a business, maybe around physical fitness, maybe about uh, serving in our neighborhood, serving in our church, serving in our community, you know, investing in other people. What are we doing and how are we building for the long term on the things that are important to us, really important to us and strategic to us and not letting some outrage about something that at the end of the day we can't do anything about set our agenda for us. So that's it. Short episode for today. uh, And I hope you enjoy it. And I'll be back next week.